I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Here we are, born to be kings. We are the princes of the universe. I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. So let's write better today. Looking at my calendar, it's becoming more and more clear to me that the end of the year is fast approaching. And that means we are all going to be subjected to two things that I think consistently ruin every part of any writing group or any writing community or any writing space. Item number one. I think it's a real disaster to write uh, like a like a year long recap of what you've done, focusing on where you intended and what you failed to do. So this is something like um, I wanted to write, you know, draft one, didn't finish it, wanted to make progress on this thing, didn't do it, wanted to do that, didn't do it. And it's supposed to be this grounding exercise. It's supposed to be this thing that like demonstrates that you had these big lofty goals and some of them you didn't do and some of them you did and, and okay, but it always seems so tinted negatively to me. It always seems so so framed around the idea of I made these goals and I fell short. And I'm not saying it's bad or wrong to be unaware or be aware of what you've accomplished or where you didn't do a thing you said you were going to do for whatever reason. I'm not saying you should just be oblivious and live in this little bubble world where you only talk about, you know, certain things you like because they're precious. That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that to focus on your negative or to bring that up ahead of or, you know, to a greater degree than the positives you've accomplished is is holding you back. It's hurting you. It's making it harder to move forward because you become more and more weighed down by, oh, well, that didn't work. Oh, didn't do that either. Nope, didn't do that third thing either. It, it, it doesn't help. It doesn't, it, no one gives a shit. You're not, you're not doing this for you. It doesn't help you to beat yourself up and nobody else really cares. So why, why are you performing the act of self-abuse? Why? Because you want somebody to tell you that it'll be okay? Here, I'll tell you it'll be okay. If you stop beating yourself up about the dumb things you didn't do because you didn't have a plan or you didn't organize or you just bit off more than you could chew or you just had too many goals... If you were just nicer to yourself, if you were just maybe not pushing so hard in 10 million directions all at once, you'd be fine. You'd be great. You'd be way better than you're at right now. I can't guarantee that you'll suddenly be published because of it, but you'd be certainly in a better mood than writing a list of your failures and then broadcasting them for all to see. Like, why, why do that? Why does that matter? I mean, if the point is some collective recognition of like, hey, 
I tried to do all these traditional publishing things and traditional publishing didn't do it because I got faced with all these rejections and all these problems. Maybe the issue is a little bit with traditional publishing and not entirely 1000 million percent all on me. Then yeah, maybe if we're trying to exact some kind of change or force transformation or just come to a moment of reckoning wherein you realize traditional publishing is a dinosaur of a system designed to grind you into pulp rather than help you succeed with your art, then hooray, yes, absolutely, that would be delightful. But more often than not, it's just a list to performatively, you know, castigate yourself for having these grossly unrealistic goals, no plan to accomplish any of them, and then a, a sense of shock and frustration that they were not able to be accomplished. It puts the priority and it puts the focus on the idea that you're just not good enough, which is patently false. And it is the worst way to start talking about sort of the end of the year recap. It's not about being good enough. You're already good enough. Stop fucking around with that. It's not about being good enough. And it's not about I have 15 goals and didn't get any of them done or barely made progress. Rather than have 15, because it's, it's not a goal measuring contest. Nobody cares how much bigger your goal is to somebody else's goal. That's weird and childish do better, please. What matters is that you set some goals and you accomplish them and you set reasonable goals that matched your skills and your experience and challenged you just a little to move you out of your comfort zone and help you improve over time. And then when you needed help and when you needed support, you went out and you found those things and you benefited from it. It doesn't it, it doesn't do you any good if you were just like, I'm going to climb Mount Everest without training, without tools, without help, without practice. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't do better. The reward isn't sweeter because you suffered. That's some weird Christo-fascist shit. You, you don't need that. Put that down. But that's just the first of our two problems that are going to come rolling through in the next week or so in writing spaces. Here's that second reason. Unrealistic, profoundly pointless resolutions, particularly things that are hyper lofty, nearly impossible relative to someone's effort, not desire. Resolutions don't measure desire because anybody can just make a full blown hyperbolic claim, but relative to effort and discipline, because if you don't follow up your planned resolution with a plan to accomplish that resolution, there's no point. Again, it becomes this performative exercise of, hey, everybody, support me as I do a thing for about six weeks until it gets difficult, and then I'm going to quit and feel bad for the rest of the year, or just plain scrub it out of my brain. And when somebody reminds me 10 months later that I promised to do a thing, I'll say, oh, yeah, I guess I forgot. Resolutions don't matter. You don't need to do them. If you want to set goals and call it a resolution, fine. But let's talk about goal setting for a second. Here's, here's what you really need. Here's what really works. You set a goal just slightly ahead of where you're at. And then you make a plan on how you're going to accomplish that goal. And then once you accomplish that goal, you do the same thing a little bit more forward to the next goal. You don't start where you're at and then set two goals like... Here's to point A and then to point B when you haven't even made it to point A yet. I'm going to run 10 miles is not something you plan when you haven't taken a step forward because you'll burn yourself out. You'll get frustrated. It'll feel overwhelming. 
but you run a mile and then you say, okay, I'm going to run another. And then you run that third, second mile, you go to the third and you make the next goal from reaching the first goal. And if you have a problem setting functional goals, we'll talk about that tomorrow, then you need to slow down and be more honest about how it is and what it is you expect of yourself. Because chances are you're aiming too high, but that's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you're a failure. It's not because you're not good enough. You're just aiming too high and not yet there. You know, it's sort of like saying, I just started playing t-ball, so next week I'm going to be, you know, a major league baseball player. There's loads of time and space between those things and loads of practice and lots of effort, and it's not a straight line. It's a real bendy, twisty, double back on itself, spirally, fractally, go off in a million different directions kind of line, and maybe, maybe you'll end up over on that major league field one day, but that's that if you don't get there, that doesn't mean you failed. But again, we'll talk about that tomorrow. The The point here is that performing your failures and performing over-the-top resolutions will get you nothing. And all they're going to do for the next week in your writing space is saturate everybody in sort of either a castigation or fantasy. Here's what, you know, here's how bad it was or here's how good it's going to be. When really the focus should always be on, here's where I'm at, this is the next step, this is how I'm going to do it. Really prioritize the this is how I'm going to do it part, because that's going to make it feel practical and achievable. And then you next goal from there, and it's all support, and it's all encouragement, and it's all realistic, and it's all grounded. If your writing space is doing that, congratulations, you're, you're doing awesome. You're really helping some people succeed. If your space is not doing that, what the fuck are you doing? Because you deserve better. Everybody around you deserves better. All writers deserve better than you know self-abuse and overinflated expectations. Give that some thought, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.